Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll post-game show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, are you ready for, for, for my evening? Uh, I mean, it honestly, I feel like there's no, you, you tease this up a lot before the show, but like, I feel like there's no way it can have been worse than what the Lakers just put most of the people listening to this right now through. Guarantee you it could. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> let's hear it. So Lakers are down by 20 heading into the fourth quarter. Our dog nudges the back door open, the, the, the door from our back porch. And Jen goes, do you smell that? And I go, oh, my God. And we both realize, oh, shit. She just got sprayed by a skunk. So, yeah. <laughs> I will go ahead and, and say that my, my night was worse than even the person recapping this game. I'm sorry, Christian, but my night was worse. So did you did you even see the fourth quarter? Like what? I was, oh, you dude, said, I was wait, running... was this at halftime or going into the fourth? I've been spent. I've 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 watched. I tried to watch as much as I possibly could. I watched all of the run because during that, while the Lakers were making their run, Jen had to ru- rush to Walgreens to pick up the stuff that you need to wash your dog in this kind of a moment to get as much of like it out tomato as tomato juice, right? No, it's like this like combination of uh, these 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 few things. Dog owners would know. Uh, and so she's, she's out doing that. The Lakers go on their run. KCP misses his three pointer. I'm not kidding. I tweeted out that felt like the dagger KCP missing that shot felt like the, the, that was it. That was I a think chance. Play by play wise. It was, I don't think they made another play after that. I think that was the final, like that was, that really was like the end of the run. And then the Nuggets yes. took care of it, obviously. But Jen, Jen walks, Jen walks in and she goes, how are we doing? And I said, well, we were down by 20 heading into the fourth and we pulled all the way within 17. KCP could have hit a three to tie, uh, but he missed a wide open shot that he put a good stroke on, by the way. And look, you know, KCP like, was good tonight. KCP yeah. was not the problem. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't mean to blame him. I don't, like, yeah. I don't mean to blame him at all. They aren't in that situation in the first place if if he doesn't hit some of the shots that he's been hitting. But like, because some people were like, no, Kuzma's shot was a dagger, and it's like anybody who watched Kuzma play today couldn't have expected him to m- make that shot. Uh, but yeah, there was Jen walked especially back when in. he hesitated on it. Oh yeah, it was just he didn't want to like shoot it, it. it he, was like the second he he pump faked and then it wasn't really a pump fake. It was just him considering whether or not he wanted to shoot it. Like, I was like, oh yeah, there's no chance shoot. on that. Yeah, one. he there was a there was a play earlier while the Lakers were making their run that actually it was a it was a perfect play for him to just step into a trailer three pointer in semi transition and he tried to get to the rim and I think. I think he got fouled or missed a shot or yeah, he missed he missed a floater that uh frustrated me because AD did that thing he was doing all game where he was, you know, asking the referee for fouls on the offensive rebounds. It was like, dude, we're 46 minutes into the game. You're not going to get that goddamn foul. But anywho, uh the Lakers as we as as you guys probably watched, the Lakers lose 114 to 106. They are now up 2 to 1 on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, there is a lot to get to throughout this game that extends well beyond my skunk-filled uh, evening. Well, I was going to say, it's a good sign for your marriage that Jen came home and her first question was, how are the Lakers doing? Because if she had been like, <laughs> like if it, her first words are like, all right, get in here. <laughs> like, because, you know, yeah. you made her leave the house that she bought, like in the middle of the night and uh, well, to go get. Well, like, we, we bought. 
that she bought to, you know, that your doctor wife paid for. She financed your career. Um, Like, you know, (laughs) you made her go get the skunk supply so that you could watch a basketball game. I'm assuming did not pay any attention to your infant daughter or send her No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I have been, so we got started on this a little bit later because I had to run around the house and scatter coffee grounds. Did you know that coffee grounds help with, with smell, with, with bad smells? Kind of help uh, filter I, out the I bad did not smell. know that that actually makes intuitive sense to me because they're very strong smelling, but yeah. So, well, what's nice is that it's like strong smelling, but it doesn't leave residual smell. So that's, yeah. that's why coffee grounds really help there. Today's show brought to you by coffee grounds. Probably not, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but we, but yeah, we, uh, Jen gets home and I basically the Lakers, this was while Denver went on the run to eventually extend the game beyond, reach for the Lakers. I was just kind of like half watching because I was running all around all over the house uh, trying to put the, the coffee grounds in places where we could. My parents are showing up to the house tomorrow, dude. <laughs> Callie just wanted to really bring it, give them a, like a nice welcome. <laughs> welcome home guys. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, so that was, that was the last couple minutes of the game to me. But once KCP missed that shot, I kind of had a feeling it was pretty much over. One of the things Phil Jackson's actually really kind of hammered into my brain. And I thought this applied to the first comeback that the Lakers tried to make. Cause they were down by like 18 earlier in the game Yeah, was that it takes an, ex- an exorbitant amount of energy to try to come back into a game like this one against a playoff team in a Western conference finals, whatever kind of situation you can't come back from, from that game and then waste opportunities to fully get over the hump. And that's how I felt before the fourth quarter actually happened. And then we saw it all over again in the fourth, but I kind of want to start with what I thought got the Lakers into that spot in the first place with, with multiple, uh, multiple double digit deficits and it's this weird thing on the internet where you cannot say that LeBron James plays bad. He's like, it's oh, like, is that, is that a thing? It's illegal. It's illegal. Okay. You cannot say that like, yes, he finished with a 30 point triple double and he was LeBron James. And he was incredible in, in the for, for most of the fourth, like in the fourth like, quarter, to be as fair as possible to him. But for five straight quarters looked very pedestrian. Yes. I looked yeah. very pedestrian. And and that dates back to the the last half of last game, first three quarters of this one. That's five straight quarters of, of of basketball that he didn't look very good. And to me, like he 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 looked better in the fourth quarter when the Lakers were playing a more up and down game. But even there in the fourth, when it slowed down because Denver started making shots and stuff, you get into the half court. And he can't do anything in the half court because he just refuses to shoot three-pointers. He only shoots four times from three-point range in, in tonight's game. Has been given it for the last five quarters. And I'm not I'm not kidding, man. If, he, if his shot doesn't turn around or if he doesn't start to look more confident in shooting that shot, that's where, if you're looking for ways that the Lakers lose the series, that's where it starts. Well, I, you know, I, I think, like, one thing that I would point out is, like, you know, he probably shot, I would say, too many threes and too many jumpers in general in game two. And so I wonder how many, how much of that was an adjustment. 
like just like that was consciously them watching film and saying, hey, like you can't just settle like that the whole game. We almost blew the game like that because like there was one play uh, in the fourth quarter as they were making that run where he was trying to get switches onto Jokic and MPJ yeah, and like really play. attack those matchups. Yeah, and he he was really good getting to the rim on those. And there was one play where he got the switch on Jokic and he did that thing where he was like dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. And I'm he like, okay, he's going to take even. the three. He's just trying to get him. He's just trying to get Jokic to take a step back first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he actually blew right by him and got to the rim for a layup. And I was like, oh, wow. Like he's actually like showing some burst. But like, you know, obviously when that is not working and when the refs are calling the game with, uh, I think a fairly light whistle tonight, like they were um, like, they were really not calling a whole lot of fouls, like on physical contact and stuff. I, I felt like it was fairly even both ways. I know Lakers fans felt differently and Nuggets fans felt differently in the fourth quarter, but just watching it, I haven't looked at the foul numbers yet. I felt it like was, it was, uh, I'm looking at free throw totals. It's a uh, 29 free throws for Denver to 22 free throws to the Lakers. So it's not, so that's that not ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, who would have thought that we would get more Denver free throws in this series than we would Lakers ones, especially after the first game and all the. Well, I mean, uh, when, when when Jokic flops it like every light breeze and he, he gets does, the benefit of he the does result. get away with a lot of that. Good I was Lord. making fun of Clippers fans a little bit about the complaining about the hooking. But it's like now after watching three games of it, like, I mean, it is a little sore grapes, but I kind of get what you're where you're coming from. How do you I, I'm sidebar. How do you handle talking about refereeing? Because for me, I don't like complaining about re- like there is no. I think most of the time sure it evens way. out. That's why I don't like to like. Yeah. That's why I don't like to harp on it game to game because I feel like most of the time, like Nuggets fans felt like they got a crappy whistle in game one. I think the Lake. I think the Lakers would probably argue that they got a crappy whistle in game two, especially some of those quick fouls on Dwight. I thought tonight was mostly even, but like they did make look. They let Jokic get away with a lot. He had four fouls on the night. Uh, a lot of those picked up in the fourth quarter. And and actually, this is where I, I the reason I bring up like how do you talk about fouling? Because I don't I don't like per, personally I don't like bringing it up because it's it's like you're going to sound like a homer. Yeah, you're going to sound like a loser. <laughs> right? This like is how team. we get clipped, like screaming like Ah Caruso, average <laughs> player Jeremy <laughs> Grant. <laughs> he was fantastic. Yes, but, he was. I, I want to start, I not start, but I want to pick up on, on that conversation and, and turn from like whining about the refereeing, which I, I wasn't particularly thrilled with how they refereed it. There were stretches where they were calling everything. There were stretches where they were letting everything go. It's kind of like in a baseball game where you just give me, I know that we don't have robot umpires. I know the strike zone can be an amoeba, but, but it's got to be a consistent amoeba. And and I felt like there were there were some stretches in tonight's game where for both teams, I think both teams have gripes, where what was called earlier in the game wasn't being called, and then all of a sudden it started getting That's called the other again. Thing is like the bubble, the refs have been on one the whole bubble, and Ooh. like 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 they've just been brutal, like all bubble for every team, like you know, and so like that, that's why I have a hard time. Like that's what again, like I come back to like I, I feel like it evens out most of the time, even if mm-hmm. both teams definitely have legitimate gripes. Yeah, I mean the good thing is when it comes to if it gets to a game seven, the Lakers are going to get an incredible whistle. So that's yeah, that's enough. true. They'll like they'll get like forty free throws in twenty or something <laughs> like that. Like, uh, but but I actually do have a point regarding the refereeing in this one. Not talking about the referees themselves, but actually how the Lakers approach how they're going to yes. get refereed. I'm glad you're bringing this up. And and I thought I thought. In like the first three quarters, the Lakers were going out of their way to not get fouls called on them. And in the fourth quarter, 
Rondo especially was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to start wailing on people. Uh, Rondo's like, I'm going to punch Jamal Murray and see how many times I can get away with it. And and so here's what I'm saying. I don't think, obviously, I don't think throwing like literal haymakers. Like we always talk about haymakers in a basketball game, but throwing literal haymakers on defense. Rondo, like Rondo hallucinated that that was Chris Paul for a brief moment. Like it was like, it was like, I, I likened it to we're both older siblings and I know you weren't much of, of an athlete, you know, too much growing up, but, uh, but I, oh, I how dare up, you, I was an athlete uh, growing up. Seven it's, years after, old. it's after all my back injuries. I lost it. I, I was an athlete growing up. This is, this is offensive. I, I can't picture you as an athlete ever. I'm sorry. You're wearing you a fedora pictures. glasses and a, and a handlebar. I'll, sh- I'll show you sorry, pictures. But... People forget high school <laughs> oh, no, Harrison no, no, I, was a bucket. I know you. I know you're. I know you were thicker at one point, but I just. I, I don't see you as like a, a a athlete. I'm sorry. All right. Well, what was your point about the officials? I just don't. I don't. You aren't very coordinated. Like, is that a back related thing? Your lack of hand eye coordination. Well, it, it's come from not exercising or playing sports due to the back thing. So it's like, okay. you know, uh-huh. chicken or egg. <laughs> but anywho. Any older brother will tell you, yourself included, I guess, that yeah. when you're playing against your sibling and it gets down to the nitty gritty and it's like you're playing a game of 21 and it's, you know, 19 all and your brother has the ball. Uh, let's just say. Maybe sometimes you, you, you shove you them to the a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you start playing a little more physically. And I thought that that's how Rondo basically was. It's like. All right, it's 19 all. It's game point. Whoever scores the next bucket's going to win this game. So <laughs> it's the it's the it's the you know it's the approach that every uh, and it's I don't even think it's older siblings like uncles do this with kids when they're playing. Parents do this with kids when when it looks like they're going to lose their first game ever to their kid. That's how things go. And uh, and I thought I while I, I don't think. Rondo's approach overall is very sustainable. I do think the Lakers just playing more physically and putting the onus on the referees to call it all the time. Like I think Dwight is getting into foul trouble every single game because he's the only guy who is really playing that physically with anybody. Yeah. But the Lakers have such a physical advantage on this team that if they really put the onus on the referees, like the Seattle Seahawks used to do this as a defense, where it was just, it was the Legion of Boom, and they would pass interfere on every play, and they would hold off the line, and they would, and uh, coming across the middle was basically like <laughs> asking for, for, for a concussion. And, and eventually the referees just said, like, we can't call everything. And I do think this is one way that the Lakers could maybe adjust a little bit is just play more physically across the board. So Dwight's physicality doesn't necessarily stick out so much. Yeah, no, I I think that that's a great point. I I think the other thing that they can do that kind of like feeds into that a little bit is that like, I mean, Anthony Davis, like I I know everybody's going to go at him like soft, whatever, like for the rebound stuff. I think he only had two tonight um, Mm -hmm. and had like zero for a large, no offensive rebounds. Yeah, like he, he was not good tonight. And like, like I, I don't want to make this like point about like his manhood or something like that or have it come off like that. But like he was whining. You mentioned it earlier, but he was whining a lot to the uh, officials tonight. And like there were a lot of times where he was like he was trying to get a call, trying to get a call, trying to like it, you kind of alluded to it. But like at some point, 
you have to just play the whistle as it is. And like Dwight got into the opposite problem the last game where like he didn't tone it down when the refs were calling it really quick. And like it ended up getting him out of that game at a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, like and tonight I thought that he was a little bit better about towing the line, even if he still picked up some like cheap ones. But that's going to come with the territory of how he's playing. Well, Dwight's uh, supposed to pick up fouls. Exactly. So like that, that's not that big of a deal, but like, I think that for Anthony Davis, like at some point you have to adjust to the game that they're calling and stop like, just like flailing around on offense, trying to get these calls and like, just take it to the basket. You know, like they're getting you that they were getting him the ball on the move and getting him like an opportunity to get to the basket and make shots. And he was like, there were so many times tonight where it seemed like he was determined to like do the Kevin Durant rip through or like lean Mm -hmm. into the contact and like take the hit on the, shoulder and then put it up at the like and knocked at the call like at some point you have to stop forcing it and you have to you know to steal a byron scottism like you got to man up you know kind of do no i yeah. mean I, we we can poke fun at byron or whatever but yeah, I not think to make this it a gender role thing this is like, the this is the one okay yeah we don't we don't <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. I no, understand I, why you would, clear, I why you would say that here. Yeah. I was being facetious <laughs> about the man up thing. I just mean like in this, like he has to like play through that and he has no, to but, adjust to the game that they're calling and play a little tougher. I'm not being facetious. I like, this is where, this is the one moment where Byron's co- like coaching strategy would have actually been sufficient where he just, t- he just tells AD dude sack up. What are you doing? Stop, stop leaning in for fouls. Stop doing this. Stop. And, and, and where I thought it was super, like people are going to point to the fact that he only had the two rebounds for in, sure. in last night's game. And, and, and I think this is actually where like offensively, it really stands out when he has the ball, but actually where it hurts the team the most is when he isn't getting those rebounds. The Lakers have all year, feasted off of creating extra opportunities and doing all these things on the offensive boards to, to stop teams from getting out in transition. But when AD is like, is doing that thing every time down on offense where he's like getting his arm intentionally entangled with the other, with the defender and going, Hey, when, when, when he doesn't get the board or whatever, it's like, no, Anthony, you are a foot taller than Jeremy Grant get up there and get a damn rebound, you know? Yeah, just like at some point, like trying to win outside of the game, like can take you away from just winning with the actual advantages you have. Yeah, like he was, he was, he outsmarted himself essentially tonight, I I felt like. And like, you know, like he wasn't good. LeBron wasn't good until, like neither of them were good until that fourth quarter. And I, I think the Lakers can maybe take something from that. But, you know, it's unfortunate that they had to lose to do it. Yeah, let's take a quick second here. Let's uh, come back and talk about the things that the Lakers can take from this moving forward and how we see this series, whether it's changed because it's 2-1, how how we feel about this thing moving forward. One number that that really kind of stands out to me, uh, so Paul Millsap was a game high plus 11, but uh, Mason Plumley was a plus ten, and and I just think that's if you're if you're Javale McGee or if you're Markeith Morris, Markeith Morris was a game worst minus thirteen. Rondo tied him for minus thirteen, but 
if, if which Denver, that's one of those cases where like i don't know that plus minus effect like is fully indicative of like value i mean i guess rondo was really bad the first three quarters so maybe that's pretty fair. bad i mean that, that's pretty crazy he he had to have been like in at one point in this game i think he had to have been like a negative like 30, 30 or something yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have some fun with that nba with that box score tomorrow i'll get back to you like <laughs> uh but but mason Plumley, like the nuggets can't win those minutes like they they can't because usually if Plumlee is out there, he shares some minutes with with Jokic, but for the most part, he's out there just to to hang on for dear life while they wait for Jokic to get back out there. And I think if 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 Denver is is winning those Mason Plumlee minutes, uh, the Lakers might be in some trouble. And and you know, I was looking at it, I was like, what what went wrong for for Morris? They have really focused on running him off the three point line. And uh, they are really focused on running Danny Green off the three-point line. I don't think they particularly care about Kyle Kuzma. Man, uh, hold on. Before you move on to Kuz, I just got to say, I have been one of Danny Green's bigger defenders throughout this Mm -hmm. year. Like, I think that a lot of the times he doesn't get enough credit for, like, what he actually brings on defense and how, like, big of a part he is of that as, like, a team thing and a team concept and, like, just the entire team success, basically. But... Like, oh man, was he bad? Like you said that you had a bad night. Like honestly, the only person that may have had a worse night than you having to watch this game and clean up like after uh, your dog got skunked essentially was like Danny Green who played like he got skunked tonight. Like, well, I I'm, I'm may or may not be hoping that, that Danny Green gets sprayed by a skunk on his way back to the hotel. Okay, that that's look, that's uncalled for. Nobody deserves that. Not your dog does not deserve that. You don't even deserve that. Like he, here's the thing about Danny Green that is is so maddening is that like we have gone from with Danny Green thinking like you would think given how much he's paid when he's open, you're like, "All right, that's bottom." That's, yeah, that's it's like okay, points. like Let's he's overpaid, but you can count on him to hit those shots. There was one there was one point in the second quarter where he missed two wide open corner threes in a row. Yeah, and and you're just and and it's reached the point where where Danny catches the ball open from three pointer, and you're like, and even he's like, even he does the little sigh and like, oh no, like yeah. should I shoot this? And like we saw him tonight throw like, I mean, we know that like Danny Green is not a good lob passer, and he threw one of the worst ones I've ever seen to LeBron tonight, and the Lakers somehow still scored on that possession. But like when Danny Green is out open behind the three point line and he's throwing lobs and like he's you know pump faking and then like driving into the basket and trying to throw a kickout pass, like stuff like that, like when it's just not necessary, he's like trying to for do anything other than take a three. Like, and then also, like, he, he wasn't even good defensively tonight, I didn't think. Like, I thought the whole team was bad mm-hmm. on that end, but he didn't necessarily help things. And, like, uh, yeah, that was, uh, like, that was a fairly irredeemable game from Danny Green. And, like, I'm not going to blame him for the loss. The whole team played bad. But, like, I know that, like, people are probably at the point. Like, I know that I'm getting tweets. They're like, when is somebody going to criticize Danny Green? And it's like, well, I mean, tonight was probably the night to do it. Because there are a lot of nights where he gives you some other stuff. And tonight he gave them absolutely nothing. What was tough also for Green is that usually when he's in there, he just gives you spacing inherently because the defense has to pay attention to him. But in some of the lineups that he was out there, he was the only player who provides that spacing. So even there, his value is somewhat diminished. Because and the Nuggets clearly don't respect him that much. Yeah, it's 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 definitely gone down too. It's, like it's they've, they've scouted, you know, they've scouted his like playoffs at this point, and it's not a, like a like he's not getting the reputation closeouts anymore. 
No, he's giving himself them. Like he's hoping to see them. He's yeah. running himself off the three point line, and and I think I we saw that we've talked about that already with Kuzma. Uh, I I don't think we saw that necessarily from Morris. I just don't. I, he only played eleven minutes, so I don't know. Yeah, if, I, I actually thought more like I, that. That plus minus was weird. I, weird to me. Like I'd have to go and like watch his minutes he, or he something. Just like been in I thought he was okay. Like yeah. Well, I, I just think I I think for for Morris, he has to play alongside Davis. Like he has to. Yeah, they, they did try him at the five, I believe, at one point tonight. Correct? Like, right, but but yeah. that only works if LeBron is playing like LeBron. When LeBron isn't getting to the rim the way that you anticipate LeBron being able to get to the rim, then more whatever spacing Morris brings to you as the five in those lineups doesn't really mean much. Especially if the other two players on, if you have Caruso and Rondo out there, with, which I don't think they had. Uh, but Car- Caruso was also pretty brutal to watch in this game. He did some stuff defensively, but one of seven from 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 the field, zero of four from three point range. And and I think like we can talk about the minutia of the game as much as we want, but the Lakers aren't going to win any games where they shoot twenty three percent from three point range. It's just never yeah. going to happen. No, this is uh, like, it's a little bit like, uh, it's not quite the Portland game one because I thought they played like pretty well that game outside of their shooting. Like they got good shots. Like they played good defense. They just like, you know, they got burned by Lillard and CJ anyway, because they're good and they can do that. And like, they did not even make like a passable amount of three pointers. And this wasn't that because the Lakers played with no heart for the first three quarters. Um, But like, like, honestly, this might be the worst loss of the playoffs so far, like out of the three series. Like I I feel like game one, one against Portland was kind of excusable. Game one against the Rockets was bad, but like they had to adjust to their speed, and they clearly did because they ran them off the court the next four games. Um, like like this was the one where it was like, okay, it feels like maybe Denver has figured some things out this year. This series, like I still think the Lakers are going to win, but Denver is a like like I've said this the whole time. Like it, it's become almost a cliche, but like Denver is not going to roll over. Like the Lakers are going to have to beat them. They can't just. It, I think that's honestly my theory on this. And you can let me know what you think is like the reason Mm -hmm. that they are trash talking so much to Jokic is like Dwight and, you know, JaVale. And like, you know, we even saw like Rondo and Morris were talking a bunch of junk, like the Nuggets talk for sure. Like they're, they're bench talks. And so that like leads to some of that. But I also think the Lakers are trying to like, mentally bully them a little bit too because they know that this is not a team that's just going to roll over like Portland and uh, like the Rockets did. Uh, and so, like, I think that that's been part of the reason for that they've been so oh, vocal. Some overcompensating. I mean, honestly, the, the Lakers lost this game tonight when Dwight was sitting on the bench for, like, the entire first quarter yelling at Jokic that, like, I'm Batman and I'm coming for you, Joker. It's like, <laughs> Dwight, you're not in the game, Dwight. Like, that number one, that is stupid. Like, as, like, a line of trash talk. Actually, I, number two, that is stupid. Number one, why is he on the bench? Well, that the, okay, so that, that is another thing. I, I think that we are going to see the Frank, like, start Dwight the next game. I feel like this mm-hmm. gave him the full excuse. He already did it for the second half. That's two second halves in the series where he started Dwight. He clearly thinks he's better for this matchup and just was trying to see if they could get by. And I thought JaVale was okay tonight. It's just Dwight is such a clearly better option against Jokic. I do wonder if that dynamic changes a little bit with Dwight playing starter minutes. Yeah, I mean, it does complicate things and like, okay, if Dwight gets in foul trouble as a starter, then all of a sudden, like, what are you, you're digging JaVale back out or are you like, is, are you risking AD foul trouble Mm -hmm. or what are you doing? Like, you got to make sure that JaVale stays ready and doesn't like disengage too. If you decide to go that route, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to talk about 
if we saw anything sustainable from that run or was it just Denver letting their foot off the gas? Cause we don't, we, we know Denver's foot isn't going to come off the gas for that long again. So did we see anything from the Lakers other than getting it out in transition, which has been the number one thing that the Lakers have relied upon in the postseason to this point, getting stops and getting out in transition. But but did you see anything beyond that that the Lakers might be able to build off of in game four? I mean, they played zone. So, like, I think, mm-hmm. like, that. while that's like, has a reputation as a gimmicky defense, it's, like, teams have played zone with success at times this year. And I do think that it kind of messed up Denver's flow a little bit. Like, they just kind of quite, like, they weren't expecting it. They weren't quite prepared for where to go and how to cut and, like, how to beat that, like, with that specific lineup and what to do to beat a zone. And it seemed like they kind of figured it out as the quarter went along. But I don't know, like, maybe that's something that you can bust out to, like, junk them up a little bit at times during this season and go to it mm-hmm. like maybe once or twice a game like just for like a three minute stretch or something and see if you can throw off whatever lineups out there if it's not that same one that closed that game um but like I mean to be honest I think it was just like it was number one it was engaging more and playing harder and I think it was playing with a little bit more like force and spit like hand speed and really trying to get in passing lanes and stuff like that like I mean beyond that like I just, this is oversimplification, but I feel like it was mostly just effort. I don't know if you feel differently. Actually, I I really agree. I mean, that's one of the things you and I DM'd about when, when Dwight was in there the first time, right. Was, was how there was a lot of handering. Oh, Dwight, just play basketball. Just do this, just do that. And and you and I were both sitting there like, actually the Lakers, I mean, they're playing better with him. Yeah. Like some stuff up. Like they were, there's, there's a, I thought, I thought Dwight came out there with a purpose. And whereas the Lakers to that point, hadn't really played with a purpose. So you no, know, he really energized them. The only reason they they were like it was a miracle that they were only down to by 10 at the half. They got their asses yeah. kicked in the in that first half. And like it was Dwight's energy that brought them back. Not even always while he was on the floor. Some of it continued. Like afterwards, yeah. they just had kind of woken up. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I think I feel like starting the game with that it, and kind of messing with Jokic early, like rather than kind of letting him get going and letting him bait JaVale into fouls and like, you know, just kind of get a rhythm, like, you know, it's worth a shot at least. Do you, uh, does, does this outcome affect the way that you feel this series? You already mentioned you still think the Lakers are going to win this thing, but do you, do you think it goes longer than you might've envisioned in the first place? Or, or how, how do you, how does this outcome here losing 114 to 106 change how your, your view on the series? I, I said Lakers in five, and I'm honestly going to stick with that. I just feel like this is a de- good matchup for them. Like the only thing is like, like the LeBron stuff is starting to concern me a little bit that he's not like locking in for these entire games. I'm starting to wonder, you know, is the groin bugging him? Is it a fatigue thing? Like, again, I don't want to get clipped as the guy who like inspired the next wash King meme or something, but like, you know, throughout the playoffs, his field goal percentage is dropping as the game goes along. I think there's a little bit of context to that. Like obviously defenses make it tougher. He takes those heat check threes. Like there's a little bit of small sample size over eight game wonkiness kind of there to that stat. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I think that, like, I mean, look, he clearly has not, these last two games has not engaged for the entire game. And we saw that some during the regular season, but like, you know, at some point the Lakers are going to need playoff for LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, like we could talk about playoff Rondo, playoff Dwight, you know, like playoff AD hitting the game winner. Like playoff they're gonna need playoff. Yeah, playoff Fagan, you know, they're going to need playoff LeBron at some point. I really tried to activate playoff mode and use my game time powers for good tonight. I called game with like uh, with the entire fourth quarter left. And then I continued even as they were going on the run to tweet. There's no chance they can't come back. It's too late. Like (laughs) I really was trying 
to fuel them into that and do a reverse Dame time. And like, I, I just couldn't get it done at the end, you know? Here's my thing. I think in years past, LeBron could access playoff LeBron no matter what else was going on around the court, around him. I think it didn't matter. I think he was so strong. He was so fast. He was, he was, he was just, he was just a different player. This is a different stage of his career. And he needs shooters to be able to access playoff LeBron. He needs clearer paths to the basket. Or yeah, like to be playing in a smaller lineup where like, even if it's not like shooters, he's at least being defended by someone a little bigger or like whatever it may be. Well, because we saw what he did. Like, his eyes lit up when he was finally guarded by Jokic. Which, yeah, by the his way, eyes I think lit. He, he really was trying to get that uh, MPJ switch, too, which was very funny. He really wanted to, uh, like, welcome the rookie to the NBA a little bit. Well, but I, I think that's something that he might kind of... If if you're looking for film, you know, stu- stuff to study on film, I think the way that he hunted Jokic on that play, I found very interesting. Uh, because especially... It's one thing in a game like game two where AD very clearly has it going and can take Jokic himself. Yeah. But I think LeBron saw that AD didn't necessarily have it. No, AD was out of gas in that foot. Like there was a possession towards the end where LeBron had to wait for him to get up court. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I felt AD, I can relate. I mean, that's me at the start of the game. Look, he's a big dude, and they've been running those, like, this entire playoffs. Like, he, you know, I I think there might be a little bit of a fatigue factor here. That's not an excuse. It's just a reality. Like, that's not to excuse what they did tonight. It's just, like, that may be a physical thing that they are having to deal with and get through. But I I think, so we know that just getting out and running isn't particularly sustainable because Mike Malone has done a very good job hammering into his team, get back in transition at all costs and force the Lakers to play in, in, in the half court. Yes. If the referees call, like the worst the Lakers are going to look o- over any stretch of from here on out, really, uh, the worst they're going to look is when the referees start calling a tighter game because that forces them to play in the half court. Uh, that's really going to be something to, to, to focus on. But if they do start playing in the half court, I, I do think... LeBron isn't just going to just go out and attack Jeremy Grant. He's not just going to go out and attack Paul Millsap. He's going to really focus on get in big possessions. Get me Nikola Jokic. Get me uh, Michael Porter Jr. I don't even think he wants smaller players because because the small players can get in front of him and 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 he's getting called for charges and stuff. But I think what he wants is give me a few shooters on the court. And then somehow find a way to to have Jokic or Porter Jr. or or really that's about it. Uh, give me those two guys in space because Plumlee doesn't play long enough to make this a sustainable thing to to attack. Give me those guys in space, and that's how I'm going to try to attack in the half court when AD doesn't have it going. I think it's pretty clear that LeBron is relying on AD in the half court, and and LeBron is doing his work in transition. Yeah. But but if you can if 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 he has to if he has to be playoff LeBron in the half court I think that's the way he's going to have the most success. Yeah, they they need to go to that AD LeBron pick and roll more and really try and get Jokic onto him because not only like that's going to tire Jokic out too 
And like, yeah. you know, if we're seeing AD get is tired from this pace, like you can, you can foul or you can uh, like get Jokic tired and get him in foul trouble. Like you just said, yeah. like, so I think there's a lot of benefits to really hunting that matchup and the Lakers really need to try and make it happen. And like, if that forces, like if Denver goes into like some shenanigans to really avoid that, then like all of a sudden that creates other advantages in other areas. So like yeah. I, it's a win-win. And I think that you really have to try and force the issue there with LeBron because like, you know, like the Lakers, they, they just need more from him again like his box score looks fine tonight like he shot efficiently because he got out on the break for all those runs and like whatever like he, he did not really play like lebron until the fourth lebron, LeBron himself would say that that wasn't a great game for him yeah no he, he blamed him after the game i was while you were talking at one point i was listening but i was also scrolling through twitter just to yeah. see what the guy said and like he blamed himself for the turnovers tonight like you know and like uh, so i i think like he is a guy that is going to be like i like i saw matt moore you know your friend matt moore um and my friend but like mostly yeah. your friend the angers laker fans <laughs> matt moore um like uh tweeting like we're getting a lebron performance for the ages in game four and you know it wouldn't surprise me the lakers really need that guy to show up for at least one game in this series to like if they want it to be quick if they don't then it's going to go a little longer because they they just need more from him and again like i i apparently we're not allowed to criticize lebron according to your mentions but um you know like he was not great tonight. He was great in the fourth quarter, but they came up short. And like, if they would have, I, I said this on Twitter, if they would have played with 90% of that effort, even probably 80% of the effort they showed in the fourth quarter for the entire game tonight, they probably would have won in a blowout. Yeah. I Here's my thing. When I say LeBron is, pl- is playing poorly. It's by his standards. It's exactly. Like I shouldn't have to keep saying I shouldn't have to keep saying like by LeBron standards. We understand what his standard is. Like he understands what his standard is. Like it Look, the last time, if I the say, last hey, time that you really is... went after LeBron was last year and you started the Wash King meme, like inadvertently. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like maybe was maybe you need to start tweeting more was mean things purpose? about him. You know, I he just got blocked by Mario Hazonia. Like that's of course I said something in that moment. I mean, say some meaner things. Like go go on Twitter. Like he just got shut down by Nikola Jokic. Just like fuel that. Like we need to start thinking. You know, we need to like out outsmart the Nuggets on this, and like really just kind of like fuel LeBron's motivation by tweeting slanderous things about him. I think that's like where we need to go. Uh, what could go wrong? Just what? you though. Like not me. I'm not going to do it because I still have to talk to him sometimes. <laughs> When I say we, I mean just you. I like <laughs> we. I mean anybody but me. We, yeah. as in, as in, we, as in it. just Anthony. <laughs> Anthony is, yeah. is is what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I before before we wrap up, I do yeah. want to I, I do want to say like we mentioned him briefly at the beginning of the show. Like I, I want like shout out to KCP because I really thought that he brought it like for pretty much all game and played pretty well. And like you know he is a guy that is a goat and not in the greatest of all time ways a lot of the time for the Lakers fans. And he's played really well outside he's been of a game third one best player. in Portland. Yeah, like he was really Since good tonight, and like he he deserves credit for that. I think. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't think it's really arguable. I think he's yeah. been their third best player since the the playoffs have started. You can talk so about playoff Rondo, but mostly that's like that's relative to your expectations. 
You can maybe point to Dwight in games one and two, kind of getting under Jokic's skin, but that's only two games. Rondo was uh, their he, Rondo was their best player against Houston, or third best player, not best player. Their third best player against Houston. I think Dwight has probably been it, like in terms of impactful in this series. But KCP has been it for the entirety of the playoffs, like because he played a huge role against Portland. Again, was really good against Houston, and has continued it in this series. When he go, when he being KCP, when he goes up for three point shots. Uh, I find myself thinking, fuck, why can't I feel as confident about a KCP or uh, about a Danny Green three as I feel about a, a KCP three? You know? Yeah, man. Like, I, what the would hell? Would not have predicted like, that last year. When, when <laughs> I know when he when when he missed that, and I and again I say this relative to expectations, and at this point the expectation is that he was going to hit it, but you just saw him. You the, actually the way it worked out, it lined up perfectly where the where the he was right in between the camera and the basket. So you had a really good angle on that last three pointer. And I found myself like leaning just a little to my left. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, get over to the left, get over. And it never really got over to the left and, and it wound up going in and out. It was a good stroke on the shot. And, 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 and that's really all I, all I want to see from Danny green and even Kyle Kuzma is like, give me a confident, shot give me a confident stroke like that's all i want is just get show some confidence from three-point range and 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 to this point kuzma kuzma i kind of understand he's this is his first time here uh he's always been a streaky guy D- danny green what the what the hell are you being paid to do bud what are you here yeah. for yeah man. It's, a, it's like the office space movement so what exactly is it that you do here you know that's that's Danny Green, I mean, maybe we'll get an explanation in a podcast, but to this point, that's about all he's provided thus far has been no, man, pretty good look, He's been better than people have given him credit for, I think, a lot of times this year. Like, I think he's done a lot of thankless work on defense during this entire mm-hmm. playoff run. He was really bad tonight, and, like, he, yeah. he's just got to be better. Like, he's got to give them something, you know? Like, if he's not going to hit shots, he's got to give them defense, or, like, like he's got to make some type of positive impact. Or, you know, he's going to be on the bench, like, when they were closing this game out. And, like, he's the third highest paid player. He's sitting on the bench as they're closing out, like, a playoff game. Like, this was the time of year that when he was doing that during the regular season, it's like, ah, they're, like, they're self-load managing him. They're saving him for the playoffs. Like, he has another gear that he can hit. Like, I, I want to see it, you know? I mean... It needs to be pointed out that this was the situation in Toronto down the stretch of that that their uh, finals run to. He was hurt that, though. He was hurt. Like I, I don't fully take that into account because he was genuinely like playing injured during but, that. But there, there were stretches still... where he was healthy, and this was the case. Like they, yeah, they, maybe fine. you're right. <clears throat> I mean, because of because I, I I work for the Lockdown Network. There are some Raptors fans that I still follow, or the people who work on that show, Lockdown Raptors, Raptors, and they never felt all that comfortable with with. Uh, with green locked on rappers would be a very different show. <laughs> it's just team. <laughs> yeah. Team finally got a show. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the silver screen and roll podcast. Uh, Before the we leave again, everyone just stop worrying. Cause AD just said in his post game presser, we'll be fine. So, you know, crisis oh. averted everybody. They're good. You know, right. they're in I, the driver's I, seat. I have to go search the grounds of my house for a skunk carcass. Yeah. I'll be freaking fine thanks ad uh 114 <laughs> 106 is your final of uh of this lakers uh loss they fall they they are now 2-1 they have a 2-1 lead over the nuggets in this seven game series hopefully it doesn't go all the way to seven i think it's going to be a six gamer now i thought five before this but i the way that they lost this 
makes me a little more nervous. I think we're going to go with six. I mean, if you're if they're if they're smart, they got to tank next game because you can't let that you can't take Just a three one lead against the Nuggets. You got to let them tie it up <laughs> and then take your chances from there. Yep, exactly. I, you, you heard it from Harrison. Just reverse jinx the hell out of the, or jinx the, the the hell out of the Lakers during the whole next game. Yeah, I'll just I'll just tweet like Lakers are going to be unstoppable. LeBron's going to drop fifty tonight. Are you guys kidding me? Like, <laughs> have a great rest of your day. Uh, we will be back, or not we, but somebody from this uh, Godforsaken cha- uh, channel will be back in some. <laughs> <laughs> great, great closer, Anthony. All right, we will we will see all of you tomorrow. Someone will be I'm here so in Anthony and I's place after I fire I, him. So uh, th- that'll God. do it for this episode of the Silver Damn Screen you, Danny Roll Post Green. Show. This is awful. <laughs>